football podcast called Live in the Stream comes to you each week. Streaming recommendations during NFL season, it's not just tongue and cheek. Quarterback, defense, tight end recommendations based on opposition matchup. Here are your podcast hosts, JJ Zacharyson and Danny Carter, Live in the Stream. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Living the Stream. I'm JJ Zacharyson. Play route quarterback, and as always, I'm joined by my lovely co-host, Denny Carter. Denny, what's going on, buddy? You sound like a late-night country host or something. I, I, you know, like it's it's like the kind of host that you would hear uh, on a road trip, where you're 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 desperately trying to stay awake on the right. road at two, two in the morning, and you're flipping to station to station, and you find this insane DJ yeah, who sounds yeah. who sounds just like you do. So good job impersonating that. I'm gonna give you the uh, the slow jams tonight. <laughs> the slow jazz it's a country station no it doesn't have to be no this is this is a, a very very hipster uh area of the country oh. where you oh. have you have the country folk that are listening to to oh. smooth r&b late at night oh, okay so we're, so we're in austin yeah exactly yeah, yeah. Yeah. i mean i'm an austin dj that, that, that's exactly pr- precisely what that impersonation was that you you got in character i have to say and you you committed i i, I appreciate it yeah this this dj likes usher and jodeci are we are we just talking about only the only music you know yeah that's right this is this is the this is the only music that i actually can <laughs> yeah, talk about right yeah. 90s r&b yeah every, everyone brings up these david bowie questions all the time but no no <laughs> we need to talk about all for one and boys to men then, then we'll be good uh denny we faced each other this week in the apex league yeah yeah the, we did. The, the number one team versus the number two team and i i i don't i couldn't i didn't check what what happened in that game I, I did check, and uh, it turns out that we both had extremely shitty, apologies to the kids, weeks uh, where you ended up scoring more than I did. And um, I had my worst week of the year. I'm really, I'm just, I'm happy that I couldn't even compete against you on, on, on a beatable week. You know, like your, your team didn't put up like a huge yeah. number. And I still, I still couldn't even sniff, sniff your, your team. You, you broke my, because uh, since we're playing in Apex, you broke my 14 game winning streak, you monster. Yeah, yeah. Well, and in, in, in Apex, as you guys know, you play one game against your opponent, and then you play one game against the average score of that week. And because that game went into overtime, it was actually towards the end of regulation and into overtime. If you recall, if you watched the game, uh, Tevin Coleman kept catching these like really short passes towards the end of that game, yeah. and and that put me over the average edge. And then the game oh. went, in, and then the game went into overtime, and I have I had Chris Carson and Tevin Coleman. Tevin Coleman didn't play a snap in overtime, but God, I didn't realize that. Oh, it hurts so bad. Yeah, so I got an extra win because of the way that game went oh, down. But, but look, look, don't even don't even give me this you were lucky type of of voice that I'm hearing right now because I'm I'm looking at our listener league, okay, and I have a solid 18 point lead going into Monday night mm-hmm. and the opponent Ian has Jacob Hollister. Oh, you're, you're, you're done. It's, it's over. I lost, I lost, I lost that matchup. So now in the listener league, uh, Denny and I are in, I'm in eighth. Denny's in ninth. Uh, there's 14 teams in this league, but as a lot of you guys know, the way that I commission slash the way that we've always done this is the number six seed is the most points that's not in. So the top five teams and record get in and then the sixth seed is most points not in. And right now, I am 
we're both five and five, and there are the the there are uh, four teams from two to five who are six and four. So things can change very very quickly. One of the six and four teams has thirteen hundred points. This is a, a really weird league where there's a lot of starters. Denny, you and I are over a hundred points more than that. I noticed that, and it doesn't make me mad at all. Yeah, yeah. It's not not tilting at all. I'm in I'm in leagues this year where, and maybe it's just bad luck, whatever, or or I'm just noticing it more. I, I don't really know. Maybe I'm usually on the other side of this uh, luck historically, but I'm in a league. I'm in that that awesome charity league with uh, a lot of fantasy analysts. I played against Roberto Luongo this week, the the goaltender that, that played in the NHL for 19 years, uh, and I'm playing against him, and my team has three wins this year, right? And I go into Monday night needing 18 points. And this is after he had Amari Cooper on Sunday night. So I tilted my face off watching Amari Cooper do that. Although it helped me in another league. But I needed Jimmy G and Tyler Lockett to combine for 18 fantasy points. And they couldn't do it. God, that, that would have seemed like a slam dunk. Right. I was like an 85% favorite, I think, in that contest. Uh, oh, but but okay. now I'm fifth in the league in points scored. And I'm, tw- I'm in 12th place. I'm the only team with three wins. It's like, how does this, like, what is, like, I'm losing every game by, like, two points. It's, it's very yeah. tilting. It, it can, it can, it can be very, um, t- well, tilting is, is one word for it, but it just, it just, it just beats you up, you know, week after week when you never get a break in, yeah, in, right. in some, exactly. in some leagues. Uh, I, I actually am in a league like that where every week, I run into the first or second highest scoring team, right. you know, and, uh, I, but you know, variance, the process, the process. Yeah. Process. And look, I play in a ton of leagues, so it's nice to be able to be like, okay, well this league's not going to happen for me. So that that's okay. I can live with that. And then I can at least say, oh, well this is happening positively for me. I'm going to focus on apex right now. Yeah. The one, and- the one that I beat Denny in. Yeah, you you did you did beat and you know you I think you always beat me in Apex. Maybe, I feel like maybe. that happens, but you did win the championship last year. We both now have one ring in that league. I yeah, I mean I think we have a good chance looking at our rosters of keeping the Apex Championship in the LTS circle. Yeah, I agree. The LTS family will take home that championship this year. Let's do it. All right. Uh, all right. Well, let's look at what happened this past week from a streaming perspective. Our main quarterback streamer, thank God he came through at the end, Ryan Tannehill. He had about 19 <laughs> fantasy points. Uh, that could have been kind of ugly. It was it was yeah. kind of rough there for a little bit, but thank God he came through. We had three other kind of deeper plays. Uh, Derek Carr, we were a little bit worried about what can happen with the pressure that uh, the Chargers could hypothetically generate. He scored 13 points. Brian Hoyer, as a D play, was was a pretty uh, pretty big bust. He had six fantasy points. But Daniel Jones, also as a D play, was the QB2 this week. He had 30 points. Daniel Jones is either the worst quarterback. Actually, he's always a bad quarterback. But from a, from a fantasy perspective, he's either the worst start you can find or he's the QB3 of the week. Yeah, it, and, and that's that's an easy uh, thing to spot, you know, by the way. Yeah. Uh, defensively, we had Baltimore because they were on the waiver wire in a lot of leagues after facing New England the previous week. Um, Baltimore ended up scoring 24 fantasy points. Uh, they had a strong day. Indianapolis had eight. Tampa Bay still came through with six points in a higher scoring game. Not bad. Tight end was actually pretty good. Pretty good, all things considered. Jack Doyle found the end zone. He had 13.4 points. Mike Kosicki had 3.8. Not he he was probably the bigger disappointment of the of the tight end group. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kyle Rudolph. Oh my God, I <laughs> I can't I can't anymore, guys. Denny Denny nails 
he just he just nailed this Kyle Rudolph call and, and like over and over have? and over. The, the past month has been Kyle Rudolph month, and Denny's been a part of it the entire time. I haven't. I I've just been watching Kyle Ru- this this giant Kyle Rudolph celebration from the sidelines. Guess what, JJ? Guess what? Here's the thing about Kyle Rudolph in Week 11. What's that? Uh, he plays against Denver, and 24.3% of targets against Denver go to tight ends. It's Kyle Rudolph's season again this week. Why aren't we talking about him? Uh, he's not. Um, he's not streamable. Is he not? I. I well, at least on NFL.com, he wasn't. Man, we might have to change this up. We we might have to just give you guys an early streamer and say play Kyle Rudolph. He's thirty five. Well, he's thirty five percent owned on Yahoo. On Yahoo. Yahoo. Uh, <laughs> I well okay. So I checked on NFL.com. Maybe maybe I was off. But um, and I know this is really weird because we're we're actually talking about a streamer before we talk about the streamers. <laughs> but I wanted to say that I included him. I threw him in there in our Patreon post where we release okay, cool. streamers early. So yes. Yeah, Kyle Rudolph. Uh, there, there was a chart that I tweeted yesterday where I looked at the positional target shares by team from weeks one through five and then from weeks six through ten, and then I compared the two and I subtracted the two. The biggest gain of any positional group was the Los Angeles Chargers tight ends group. That's not that surprising because Hunter Henry came back, right? But number two on that list was the Minnesota Vikings tight end group. Hell yeah. Of all positional groups. So we're looking at running backs and wide receivers as well. Um, I think part of it has to do with Adam Thielen. Part of it just probably has to do with them force-feeding running back a lot to start the year. Um, but yeah, Kyle Rudolph has been a thing. Ir- Irv Smith is even involved in some way. So. Yeah. I would love Irv Smith to actually just get that job. But Yeah, that's... me too. It'd be a, yeah. lot, be a lot cleaner and easier. Uh, but yeah, we had Kyle Rudolph this past week who had 19.4 fantasy points. Big week for Kyle for, for Denny's uh, favorite player. Uh, and then we also had Jared cook 13.4 Jared cook had like a 23% target share. He's, he could be interesting down the stretch. Um, Rhett Ellison, we added, he had 7.2 and we had John Smith as well, who we added, who we can, John Smith just continuously gets added to this list later in the week when we yeah. are confirmed that Delaney Walker's out. Yeah. I think we can continue to do that, but I, I, I think Walker's supposed to be back this week. Yeah, I mean, it's just one of those things where we don't really want to waste people's... We, we would rather talk about, uh, you know, things like uh, bathroom habits as opposed to, uh, you know, real yeah. football things like Delaney Walker's not playing, therefore Jonu Smith is a play, here's why. Yeah, I mean, fecal matter over Jonu Smith is what right, we're saying. Right, exactly. That's a that's a sign that I actually took to one of the Titans games this year. <laughs> of course. <laughs> uh, all right, let's move on to this week's streamers. Uh, I'll kick things off with a def- defense sucks this week, Denny. Oh, it's terrible. Uh, it's a-, a nightmare. I that's the first thing I said to you when I was just looking over what we might talk about. I was yeah. like, there, there are no defenses. Yeah. We're, we're gonna we're gonna have to go without a defense. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but the first defense, I think they're probably the top streamer. As weird as this sounds, it's the Oakland Raiders. Yeah. Uh, if you look at this objectively, they're double digit favorites. Uh, teams against Cincinnati. They're playing Cincinnati. Teams against Cincinnati have ranked in the top 10 in weekly scoring in six of nine nice games, okay? So teams teams are, are scoring fantasy points against the Bengals. The Raiders are dead last in pressure rate and they're 10th worst in sack rate. That's not great. Uh, but the Bengals, uh, the Cincinnati offense has allowed 2.68 fantasy points above expectation to opposing defenses uh, this season. So essentially you're getting a little bit of a boost. That's one of the higher marks in the league. You're getting a little bit of a boost 
uh, above average uh, for this Raiders defense. I mean, you're really just going by the process here. I think that's what this comes down to. Yeah, I mean, it's a terrible quarterback and a terrible offense that will probably face a lot of bad game script. So, Right, right. Yeah, so the other defense is somehow a, a much, much worse option. I would, I would say uh, almost desperation. It's Washington against the Jets. Now, Washington is at home. They're a one-point favorite, one favorite right now in a game with a 38.5-point over-under. So just a hideous-looking game. Uh, the Jets are giving up the third-most schedule-adjusted points to opposing defenses. Only the Titans have given up more sacks than the Jets, and, uh, and the Jets have committed 19 turnovers in nine games, which, according to the analytics, is a lot. Yeah, that's not uh, great. Yeah. Uh, wow. Well, uh, Washington, uh, the Washington defense has scored or scored eight points last time they were at home. Of course, that was in the mud bowl against the 49ers uh, and they are available in 95 percent of leagues. I, I don't know why they're not available in 100 percent, but apparently five percent of fantasy players uh, have rostered them and held on to, to, to Washington's defense. Um, so they might not be available in your league, but I would pretty much start. I don't know probably upwards of 15 defenses over Washington. Is that, is that really where you're at? You think you're at 15? I would say, I I would say maybe like 11 or 12. Yeah, I was thinking 12, but then I, I, I extended it a little further than that. I I guess I'd have to like look for real. You know what I'd have to do, JJ? I'd have to make rankings. I'm not doing that. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, look at it this way. Like the game itself, like it's very unlikely that it's going to, to shoot out. Right. Yeah, like right, right, right. all Washington wants to do is run the ball. They have Dwayne Haskins in their center. So they're going to want to do that even more. And the Jets offense, uh, I would assume if they do get a lead, they're going to want to probably run as well and utilize Le'Veon Bell. I, I I think that Washington is is just fairly safe. And then if we get bad Darnold, then all of a sudden they're a higher upside play. Oh, man, bad Darnold would be amazing here for, for the defense. I just realized that Adrian Peterson might see 40 carries. Yeah, yeah. Well, Darius Geis is coming. I don't know how much they're going to use Darius Geis. Oh, I forgot about but that. But I don't know how much – I don't know what the, what his usage is going to look like. I mean, I've I've stashed him in some leagues just in case, just to see what happens. Not that that situation is all that good. But, like, yeah, I mean, AP – or, sorry, AD. People get really mad if I, I say know, AP. I know, they do. Oh my gosh! I, They're like I've had that's people, the Associated Press, JJ. Yeah. Oh my gosh! People have tilted so hard by me saying AP. I'm just gonna actually do it to to make them angry. Uh, but yeah, so Adrian Peterson is still gonna see a lot of early down work in this game. True. Uh, all right, moving on to quarterback. I think the top streamer this week, a traditional streamer, I should say, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, is Kyle Allen. Uh, if you look at FanDuel Sportsbook, I'm a company man. Uh, FanDuel Sportsbook <laughs> has the Falcons Panthers game. At a 50 and a half point over under, and the Panthers are six and a half point favorites. So that gives the Panthers the third highest implied team total on this week's slate. Yeah. Uh, the Falcons, they were good last week defensively. Um, I talked about this on this waiver wire show that I do on the FanDuel Facebook page with Jim Sonis every Tuesday. Like, we see stuff, weird stuff like this happen in the NFL all the time. Like, the difference between one NFL team to another NFL team is not the difference between like Alabama football and some D2 school, right? right? Like, it, it's not that. So we can see these weird things happen because they're all professional athletes and they're all good, right? So, like, the, these things happen, like, with the, the Falcons' defense doing what they did this past week, uh, but they're still bad, the, the defense. They've still allowed the fourth highest yards per attempt rate. 
there, uh, there are only four teams generating a lower pressure rate than the Falcons are. Um, and they've allowed three and a half points above expectation to opposing passers. Um, I start to utilize the, the above, uh, and below expectation stuff later in the season. Cause we just have more data and I think it's interesting. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I think, I think Kyle Allen, you know, the other thing with Carolina, I do think that they're going to positively, positively regress a little bit in terms of their pass to rush touchdown ratio. It's the lowest in the league by far. It's 0.71, meaning they're running. They've, they've run for way more touchdowns than they've thrown for. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be the third lowest since 2011 in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that that just given where we're the, the state of football today, uh, it wouldn't be surprising if we just see that swing a little bit more into the into passing's favor, if you will. Um, so I could see you know th- there being some positive regression as well for for Kyle Allen. So you're saying that the Panthers uh, are on the lib owning side of the spectrum. That's right. Uh, with the touchdown scoring. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Nick Foles, folks. He's back. Finally Nick Foles week a season, in fact. Uh, so the Jags are at the Colts. I, I, I have to say that the peripherals here are, are not the best. Um, Jacksonville is a three-point underdog at Indianapolis. They have an implied total of 20 and a half points. You know, not uh, not fantastic, many are saying. Uh, this is, we don't have much to go on with Nick Foles in Jacksonville's offense in, in a regular season game, I should say. Um, he, But he was, for whatever it's worth, folks, uh, Foles was five for eight for 75 yards and a touchdown in week one before he went down to injury. That was against KC. Uh, so 60% of the touchdowns scored against Indy this season have come through the air. Uh, that's in the top half. That rate is in the top half of the league. And an incredibly nice 69% of yards gained against the Colts have come through the air, uh, a rate that falls also in the top half of the league. So, you know, you could do worse. Yeah, you could do worse. I mean, look, there's... There's ambiguity surrounding Nick Foles right now, and ambiguity means lots of variance. So what if the the upper side of that variance hits? And, and he has decent weapons, you know. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I think he's fine. I mean, I would I would play Kyle Allen and this next guy I'm about to talk about over yeah. Nick Foles, but I would Me play too. Nick Foles over your next guy. That, that's sure. kind of where I'm at. Uh, but the next guy, so Derek Carr is rostered in about 40, I think-ish percent of Yahoo leagues, maybe a little bit more. Uh, but we just want to mention him because Oakland has uh, the highest implied team total on the main slate this week against Cincinnati. Cincinnati's allowed three and a half points above expectation this year from a quarterback standpoint. So even when you adjust for who they've faced, um, they're still not very, or they're, they're still pretty friendly against fantasy quarterbacks. And and as we've talked about um, over the last couple of weeks, Derek Carr has played well as a quarter, you know, as not necessarily that strongly as a fantasy quarterback, uh, but he's played well as a real quarterback. Um, and when when a team has this high of an implied team total, uh, you might be afraid that in a game where Oakland's going to be leading, they're not going to throw that much, uh, that you wouldn't want to play someone like Carr. But in order to get that lead, that team's going to need to score points. If they're scoring points, they can do that through the air. I mean, we watched last week Lamar Jackson go nuts against Cincinnati um, right. in, in a blowout, and he was the QB1. So uh, I think Derek Carr is a pretty strong play. He's, he's right there with Kyle Allen. Um, he's probably safer than Kyle Allen, just given uh, who he is and, and what we're working with. But Kyle Allen's just more of the traditional streamer this week. I, I'm weirded out that the Raiders are kind of kind of okay. They're not bad. They I, actually they might make the playoffs. They, I know. There's actually not a bad. They don't have a bad chance at all to make the playoffs. I think. It, and the crazy thing is, it could be just given the way the schedules uh, look. 
mm-hmm. could be the Steelers and Raiders in the playoffs. Wow. With with Buffalo on the outside looking in because Buffalo and Pittsburgh still play each other. Um, so the craziest thing I saw on Twitter today, and that's saying something, was that the Dolphins are two games out of a wild card spot right now. Is that true? I, uh, I oh, yeah, two, I guess I guess it is. Yeah, the two games out. Wow. I mean, it's happening. We're, the Dolphins are making the playoffs. The Steelers are making the playoffs. Not the Bengals, but the Raiders. Well, I can tell you right now that number fire has Oakland at a 41% chance to make it. Buffalo at a 52% and Pittsburgh at a 75% chance. Damn, that's crazy. I can't believe they're going to do it. They really, really are going to. Oh my God. Miami. I mean, look, this is, this is what happens in with, with the Steelers all the time. And by the way, Miami's Miami's three games out. Cause they have oh, two, okay. they have, they have two in Pittsburgh and Oakland at five. Um, but yeah, but, this is, this is the most Steeler thing ever. It this, is this season. It is. And, and they're probably, they'll make the playoffs. They might even win the wild card game and then they're going to get their head stomped in in the second round. Yeah, New England's going to destroy them in the second round. This right. is this is this is what happens. Either that or uh you know they they they'll have like 90% odds to make the playoffs in like 3 weeks from now and then they'll just lose this yeah. awful awful game to like Cincinnati or the Bengals for sure. Yeah. Oh man. All right. So our last quarterback is the aforementioned Sam Darnold hopefully. Well, for Washington defense sake, we hopefully get bad Darnold. You know, for if you're streaming him, hopefully it's good, Darnold. Um, yeah. This is what we call a hedge. This is this is a major, major hedge. There's nothing, there's nothing like hedging a game with a 38 point over under. Oh yeah, but the, but this is you know this is this is great process I think on our part. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what could go wrong? Here's here's the thing: Washington's defense is going to score three points, and Darnold's going to score four. <laughs> yeah, uh, exactly. So he's he's definitely he definitely profiles as a floor play. Uh, so before last week, he had 12 points and then 13 points. Uh, this is after the negative six point performance against New England, by the way. Negative six. I, still, it's just really jarring to see that still. Uh, so he had 22 points this past week, but that counts. That, that, that was a rushing touchdown thrown in there. So come on, you know, that's 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 nonsense. So we are talking about a floor play. Um, Washington is giving up 17.6 schedule adjusted fantasy points to quarterbacks and Washington is not really getting to the quarterback all that much, which I know speaks highly of our, of the, the, the defensive, <laughs> the defensive pick. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that we have, but they're not really getting the quarterback that uh, they're only sacking the quarterback on 6.5% of their defensive plays. Um, I have in my notes here on Darnold, uh, you might not be able to do worse. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think that's how I feel about this, this play too. But I, I'm actually like, like, you sit back and I have a, I'm in a super flex league and I have Kyler Murray against San Francisco. I have Carson Wentz against new England. And then I have Sam Darnold and I'm sitting there. And I'm like, should I like throw Sam Darnold in this lineup right now? But, oh, but man, it was, spicy. but it was, it was, it was early Tuesday morning and I, I was groggy. And, and people were asking you to start sits. Yes. I got to start sit this morning at, at like seven ten a.m. on a Tuesday. Um, Guys, real guys, you're going to get the best answers later in the week, period. The best is whenever people ask questions about injured players, like yeah. on, on, on Tuesday or Wednesday, when like we have no idea what, like what, what, what are you going to gain from asking this? Yeah. I, so yeah, I don't, I, I just want everyone to know like the, all the good patrons. And by the way, you guys should become patrons. Seriously. It's good stuff. Lots of content. Um, 
the good patrons ask me about injury news, and I don't have access to any sort of injury news that you don't have access to. Yeah, right. right. I just want to put that out there. Uh, one thing that tilted me, you know, to the moon this morning was that a good and decent patron said to me on the Patreon page that he sat Kyler Murray last week for one of our streamers. What? And I said, did you ask us about that? Because I have a feeling we would have said absolutely no, don't do that. Yeah, Kyler Murray was in one of the best matchups imaginable. It, it was, yes. I mean, you know, at Tampa, the the highest over under the week, right? Yeah. Oh, man, I was blown away by that. But, yeah, I mean, if you have Kyler Murray, I think you're probably using him over the streamers uh, all the time. Yeah, I think I think that's where we're at with Kyler right now. That's where we're at. By the way, I was looking at uh, – so do you remember – I think I talked about it on the show when I would post – when we would post my rankings on Fandle's Instagram page. Like we, we – like yeah, yeah. basically like like Twitter, Twitter in comparison to any other social media platform is amazing. The, the people on Twitter – are brilliant, so kind. And then you go to like Facebook and Instagram, and it's, it's just like a hellscape. But uh, Instagram, uh, we, we posted my rankings, and I had Lamar Jackson and Kyler Murray as top ten quarterbacks entering the season. That's because, right, because I I care about rushing, and it's smart to care about rushing. And they're both top five quarterbacks right now, at least in cumulative. I think cumulatively, if Patrick Mahomes, uh, may, I, I don't know, Kyler Murray might be QB six. But regardless, I was looking back at the comments and it's just unbelievable. Like people using the the crying laughing emoji over and over again, like Kyler Murray, <laughs> like just just totally destroying these rankings. I, it, it feels so good. It feels it, so it, good. It must. And, you know, here's the thing, though, JJ, they don't even remember that they did that. No, they have no you know, idea it, that they did that. And uh, the, yeah, the, so the argument against Murray was always weird to me because I mean, if you boiled it down to like the very basics, it was very mobile quarterback in a high pace offense that will run a lot of plays. So what's what's not to like? What was not? Yeah, like? well, what's the not? other thing too is that like if you're drafting a quarterback, like, I mean, look, his ADP crept up towards the the end of the the uh, yeah, preseason. Yeah. But like, let's say that let's say if he was like QB fifteen or something, what what's wrong with drafting him as QB ten when your your entire goal is to draft upside at quarterback? Exactly. You know, you, there, there's no reason to really like, like this is why rankings annoy the hell out of me because rankings become irrelevant after certain thresholds are hit. You know, after the the fifth round for running backs and wide receivers, and after the, I guess even that around that round for for quarterbacks to right. a degree. Like it's just it doesn't matter. The opportunity cost isn't very high, but rankings you're trying to be accurate, whereas. Uh, with the way, or I guess some people would look at rankings as this is how I'm actually drafting and projections are trying to be accurate, but even still people are ranking just to be accurate. I mean, that's partially what the fantasy pros model is every week instead of mm -hmm. looking at like, like, do I need variance or do I need upside? Yada, yada, yada. And that's, that's partially why I think rankings are, are annoying. Yeah. Not, not the best. Uh, it makes me sad already. I want to say, and, I, and I'm sure the LTS listeners are probably on board with this sentiment. I'm sad already that I'll never have Lamar Jackson on a roster again after the season. Oh yeah, that's very because, true. Because you know he's going to go in the second, third round. Yeah, from a, from a redraft perspective, for sure. Right, it, right. It's, it's just it's it's not happen. It sucks because it, right, right. You know it's interesting though. You know after last year it was like is Patrick Mahomes going to be the player who actually sort of bucks this trend of 
you know, QB ones one season having an outlier year, and then they're not nearly as relevant following season. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is still pretty relevant. Like he's still good. I-, I don't know if he necessarily lived up to his ADP, but he's still a very, very good fantasy asset. Mm-hmm. And I, I, you know, I, I think that you can at least look at this from a value standpoint and remembering that the late round quarterback philosophy is a game of value, not a game of chicken. And there could be instances, especially in expert leagues, where you're going to have Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes. Be- because yeah, right. because these guys could hypothetically fall enough right. to a point where you feel comfortable taking them. Well, yeah, I mean, everybody is a value at some, at some point. Uh, and yeah, in writers' leagues, experts' leagues, whatever, they uh, quarterbacks kind of fall to crazy ADPs to the point where you know you are usually the first one with the, with the quarterback. Yeah, right. I mean, there there are times where I've drafted quarterbacks first. Right. I mean, th- this year Mahomes was still like in the fourth round in, in writer leagues and stuff, and I, yeah. I still wasn't doing that. But you know, if Lamar Jackson falls to like the sixth round next year in, in writer leagues and expert leagues, which I don't think is going to happen, I bet you he's going to be like a third rounder there and like a second rounder in yeah. in normal leagues. Um, so I'm probably not going to have him. But you know, it's it's an interesting thought exercise, and I think it's the right exercise to kind of go through in your mind when you're drafting. Yeah, but I am preemptively sad about it. I am too. I love Lamar. He is so likable too, man. He is. Did you see that clip with Harbaugh? Yeah. Oh, it's so good. I freaking and it like. It, by the way, twenty-one-year-old uh, JJ hates hates thirty-one-year-old JJ talking about the Ravens and liking yeah. the Ravens and what they're doing. Oh, for sure. I know. I know. I, I'm sure that you said have said awful things about the Ravens yeah. and their fans and their coaches. Yeah, but I love the Ravens. Like I love what they're doing. I love Lamar Jackson. It's just an awesome story, and I'm I'm just glad that he's just uh, giving the middle finger to the to the haters. Did 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 Harbaugh change at some point? Wait, was was there like a shift? Uh, like like did he go? Did he go like become like a a good guy? Yeah, I, th- I feel like I feel like that may have happened. Maybe it's, maybe yeah. There might have been there might have been like maybe like two or three years ago. At least at least on the exterior, he came yes, off yes. before that. He came off as such a hard ass. I agree and, with that. I agree. And like, like he's a, a softy now. Like yeah, like a Zimmer type, you know. Before that, you know, just just I mean, a, a, a Tomlin high, extremely high T. You know, Tomlin's T off the charts. <laughs> and and uh, and and Harbaugh used to be like that, but now he 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 talks about analytics. He talks about like you know like taking a lot of things into account before making decisions. He t- he's he's t- he's. Good saying these things to the Lamar Jackson about kids wearing his jersey it's going to almost yeah. make me cry watching it <laughs> yeah. you know and and uh, uh and I'm just like who is this dude he this he changed someone needs to rank the head coaches by T <laughs> oh, oh we do need a T level ranking oh my god T level coach rankings would be unbelievable oh my god but see there's so many extremely high T coaches i i i think it would be very top heavy well, okay, yeah you can you can tier the rankings that's fine you um, can tier them yeah we could tier them uh i i feel like andy reed would be at the lower end yeah andy reed's at the lower end for sure um uh let's see who else the the falcons coach but but it would be really hard it would be really hard to uh rank someone like bill belichick yeah. Well, uh, we. Uh, yeah, that's true. Like it would just that's be. It's just, it's just a tough. Like like Mike Zimmer. Oh my God, he's a ten out of ten high team. <laughs> yeah. Well, but Belichick pretends he he doesn't use analytics and doesn't like, you know. That's right. He he's like I have a feeling he's he behind the curtains he's low T, but to everyone else he's high T. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, yeah, outside of the curtain, he's he's just literally Darth Vader, but, but <laughs> you know, and Darth Darth Vader has more tea than anyone. Yeah, 
tons of testosterone in that half robot, half man. <laughs> oh, very, very uh, fitting on the day that uh, Disney Plus launches. Yeah, well, we are. We, I want to say we are sponsored by Disney Plus today. We <laughs> we have the Disney money. I got it. If we had the Disney money, we would not be talking to you guys. That's right. That's right. By the way, we have to talk about tight ends, so let's do that. Oh, um, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk about my boy, who I've talked about for like a month and a half. Dallas Goddard. He's still out there in a lot of leagues. I don't love his matchup this week. He's playing New England. They've been good, um, but volume matters more than matchups, especially at the tight end position. Um, he's seen a double-digit percentage target share in every game over his last six games. He's continued to see a higher snap share. Um, he played 79% of Philly snaps in week nine, which was their last game played. Um, that was the, his highest share of the season. I think that Dallas, especially with Deshaun Jackson out, I think that Dallas Goddard is a a solid play from here on out. Um, just, just from the standpoint of, you know, do I need some sort of floor? Do I need some points and not take a zero? Um, but then he obviously, as I've been saying, has the upside of, you know, what happens if Zach Ertz gets hurt. Also, Dallas Goddard just might be better than Zach Ertz. He he could be, he could be, and 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 yeah. Don't take a zero at the tight end position. You could definitely do better than that. That's right. Yeah. Uh, Darren Fells uh, still available in sixty six percent of leagues. The Texans come back from their bye week. I think he was dropped in a fair number of leagues actually. Now that I'm looking at it, so the Texans are at Baltimore. They are four and a half point uh, underdogs in that game. Uh, they have an implied total of twenty two and a half. You know, so not terrible, but also not great. Uh, Fells has seen at least four targets in three of his past four games, which I know is not saying much, but we're we're working with scrap metal here, okay? Uh, tight ends aren't really being targeted much against Baltimore. Only 15.8% of targets against the Ravens have gone to the tight end, but Fells has been involved. He's been He ran 56 routes in week eight and nine combined. That was the ninth most pass routes among tight ends over uh, that two-week stretch. Uh, I, I kind of don't, don't hate him because I kind of think this game, as the kids say, could pop. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's fine. Um, my only fear is what happens to this whole offense with, if, if Will Fuller comes back, but, um, I still think he's a fine play. Oh, is Fuller expected back? Well, he's practicing. I don't know. I don't know what, I don't know if he's going to play or not. He was just practicing. So we'll, we'll just have to see. All right. Is it still my go or is it you go? I'll go. I'll go, Denny. Okay. So Denny and I are doing this without video this week, and I feel like it's harder to to communicate. It it is. It is. And, and but JJ said my voice sounds good, so that's all I care about. Yeah, he sounds great. I think you guys will appreciate his voice. Uh, I'm gonna go with Noah Fant. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders now has been gone for three weeks. No one can find him. No, I'm just, he's. he's <laughs> what happened to Emmanuel Sanders? <laughs> I saw him for about five minutes last night, but then <laughs> and then he left. Um, so Noah Fan has played two games for Denver without Emmanuel Sanders because they had a bye this past week. In those two games, he had a 27.6% and a 22.2% target share. His highest share in a single game throughout the entire season with Emmanuel Sanders was 16%. So the matchup against Minnesota isn't necessarily great on paper. But it's not awful. Minnesota hasn't allowed a receiving touchdown to the tight end position. They've actually seen 26% of the targets against them go to tight ends, which is the second highest rate in the league. So 
Minnesota is one of those teams where they've kind of been lucky from a fantasy points against standpoint to not give up touchdowns to tight ends, but they've been giving up yardage and, and uh, high target share to tight ends. So I think Noah Fant is sneaky, a good play this week. Yeah, uh, I was telling a patron the other day that there's no way we cannot talk about Noah Fant because of, because of what you said, that that target share of tight ends against against Minnesota. Yeah. Uh, and and the chance of negative game script, which would be which would be fantastic for yeah. um, for a fan. So Luke Stocker is a guy in the league, and he is <laughs> he is expected to take over for the injured Austin Hooper. It's really unfortunate for yeah those who have Hooper on the roster, including me. Me. Um, so Luke Stocker, they're at Carolina. The Falcons are six and a half point road underdogs. Implied total of twenty two and a half. So I guess the hope here is that the Falcons are just in a in their usual spot of having to throw a ton. They they get this. They throw forty two times a game. It's crazy. Format. Yeah, it's crazy. Forty two, uh, sixty eight point seven, which is so close to being nice, but just round up, Denny. I'm rounding up. I'm rounding up. Doing it. Sixty nine percent of Atlanta's plays this year have been passes. Sixty nine percent. Nice. Um, that's the highest rate in the league. So. Uh, Austin Hooper was averaging averaging seven and a half targets per game with at least seven targets in six of the eight games he played before week 10. I'm not counting week 10 because he had to leave with the injury. Uh, obviously, it's wide receivers who are mostly roasting the Carolina defense in the past game. Um, but Stocker obviously is expected to start and I think just could could benefit from a really pass heavy negative script. Yeah, Carolina also has faced some teams that really utilize the wide receiver heavily um, and not the tight end as much. So that, that I mean, I don't know if that really benefits Stocker because we don't yeah. know what his usage is going to look like per se, but it at least benefits the tight end position in general a little right, bit. Right, right. And and by the way, you know, I, I just have this note in here about Kyle Rudolph and I already talked about him, but um, I, I would prefer Rudolph over these streamers. How about you? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Uh, the only one, I, I think that you could make the argument for Noah Fant, but I would probably still go with Rudolph over him. Okay. Uh, all right, let's go to, oh, actually, I'll recap real quick. Kyle Rudolph, Luke Stocker, Darren Fells, Noah Fant, Dallas Goddard, Sam Darnold, Nick Foles, Derek Carr, Kyle Allen, Oakland, and Washington's defense. All right, Denny, time for the questions from Twitter. This is from our buddy, Jason Brown, at number one, number one punna. Punna. When you are at a hotel, do you unpack your clothes into the drawers or do you just pull from the bag as needed? Totally depends on how long you're staying. I think that's true, but how long, number one, how long are you really staying in a hotel? Like past, like how often are you staying past a week? Oh no. Well, I mean, I'm talking about the difference. If you're staying for one night, there's no way. Oh, so, so you're saying that you would, okay. So, so uh, let me ask you this. I'm going to go I'm going to go day by day here and you're going to tell me when you would officially decide to put your clothes in the drawers, okay? okay? 2 nights. No. 3 nights. Yes, yes, I'm going with 3 nights. 3 nights. Wow, see, I'm going with like a week. Wow, really? Yeah, I'm not I'm not going to deal with that garbage. I mean, I, if I have things that I need to like hang up, I'll hang them up because you don't want stuff to get wrinkly. But if I got like if I'm like on the beach or something and I have a bunch of t-shirts and and gym shorts and swim trunks. I mean, I'm just going to I'm just going to let it be in my suitcase. And so so having having a child has not changed that for you? Um well, to be fair, we haven't stayed at a hotel with. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, well yeah. that it, first of all, it's terrible. But second of all, 
Um, for you know, sleeping wise, it's just really hard. <laughs> we've stayed, we've only, we've we've stayed at Airbnbs, yeah, but but it it hasn't been like an extended stay. Any extended stay that we've had has been at like uh someone's home. Do you at an Airbnb? Do you unpack your stuff? No, but it, but I don't know. I don't even know when the last time I took like a an extended vacation like that long. Of, I'm I'm we're very much like long weekend people right uh-huh. now. Like that's just you know we'll just go to a, yeah. on a lot of different trips and stuff. Um, so I can't even think about like the last big trip that we took. I I get a weird sort of pleasure out of unpacking. Uh, it feels like it feel it feels like um, like a real vacation to me when I when I un- unpack my stuff. We stayed at Ocean City, as you remember, uh, and the listeners probably do too, because I recorded the show from my hotel room right. or from from my from the room in our the house we rented. Anyway, uh, we were staying for six nights. And I unpacked like right away and I felt like, oh, this is cool. Like this is my, this is my room for the week. This is yeah, a- yeah, no, I get it. I get, I get that feeling. I've done that before. I, I can understand this now a little bit more. All right. Yeah. No, I, I feel you. I feel you. Uh, but also I'm going to have to have a conversation with my wife about taking more vacation. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, you know, you work hard, but you, you gotta, you gotta yeah, play one, hard too. Once, once football season's over. I, I sound like a, like a, a you know, college bro. If, as I, I sound like we're talking in our dorm right now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Next question at Polish tweeter. First time dad to be coming up. First time dad to be coming up in March. Sorry. That's, that's, it's hard to read out loud. Yeah. Um, so Polish tweeter is going to be a father. Congratulations. Congrats. Any advice on how to prep? Agility around toys on the ground, holding my breath and or breathing through my mouth while changing diapers. What would be in a fantasy football dad combine? What do I need to train for? Do you have, do you have any advice, Denny? Uh, my advice would be to not have any expectations for, yeah. I mean, for like comfort, you know, for like um, sleep, rest, like general well-being I think you need to ditch those ideas because that's something that I, I didn't really do with our first uh, baby, but I did with our second. And mentally, and like like uh, psychologically, it it was a it was a big help to to have to have no expectations that I would be able to like continue life as as, as normal or even anything close to it. You know. Yeah, I, we've answered a question similar to this before. Where it's just like, what what kind of advice can you give about being a father? And mine was was that you're going to be fine, like you're going to be able to do it. And and, and to to elaborate on that more, and to your point, Denny, it's one of those things where you can sit back and be scared out of your mind about what's about to happen. And I was, I mean, I was anxious as as can be mm-hmm. leading up to to everything. And then like you know, oh, we have this seven pound human being. What what are we going to do with this thing? But I think that the way to think of it is expect your body like expect nothing from like like denny was talking about in terms of like getting sleep and having a normal routine etc uh but but know that you're going to be able to to adjust and that your your body's going to be able to do it right right the the this too shall pass is sort of the exactly the exactly and, and and you will you will legitimately black out part of part of the the experience the first three months of that child's life there are going to be things that you don't even remember doing because you were so tired. Yeah, one thing that that kind of was a comfort to me, and I know this, these answers are a, a little more serious than probably listeners were expecting, but um, one thing that was comforting to me was um, the thought of you know being being up at three in the morning, you know, like cleaning like poop off of everywhere, and 
and and feeding the baby, like hoping that you can ha- you know, let your wife get some rest. Uh, was that I know I knew that one day when I was when I was and I'm old and decrepit that I'll look back on that and at, with 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 fondness, you know, with yeah, like, exactly. like, like, oh, man, like that. Those those were the days and I didn't even know it, you know, at the time. But at the in the moment, you're like, this is hell. But yeah, right. You know, you you, you got to, you know, have the, the long view there. Yeah, it's a, it's the same feeling that I feel when I have the impulse to like check my phone when I'm around Avery or something. Yes, and I say yeah. to I literally say to myself consciously, I say, why are you doing this right now? You don't need to look at your phone because you're not going to be able to enjoy these moments forever. Man, that is that that is uh, hits me right in the soft spot because that is exactly how I feel every time I reach for my stupid phone with my yeah. kids around. Yeah, it's very I, to me. It's very important, and I try really, really hard to not let that uh, interfere. So, so let let's stop being sappy, though, Denny. Oh yeah, yeah. Let, let's get on to poop stuff. Yeah, let's uh, let's 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 raise the T levels a little bit here. <laughs> <laughs> and move on next. And by the way, again, congrats to Polish tweeter. Uh, next question is from at Jake break baller. What is the proper method of ending a conversation with over chatty people? When you're, when you're cornered example, you're busy eating at a restaurant attempting to eat and someone just won't shut up and let you eat. Mm. I mean, I, I go with the approach of showing that I'm not fully interested but that I mean, but that's like, I I know what you're saying, and I I'm sure I've done that, but I feel like that's so passive aggressive. Like um, it is, but I I look, I'm just trying to be honest here that I take sometimes take a passive aggressive approach, and I don't like that about myself. Yeah, that's this is just the truth. Like this yeah. is I hate confrontation so much that that's the approach that I generally take. I don't think it's the right one, but the question is asking what we do. What what would I do if if someone was talking to you so much that you couldn't eat? Yeah, you couldn't. I mean, look, if, I, if you were if you were hungry, eventually I would probably say like, "Yo, look, I gotta I gotta eat this bread. I gotta I gotta get this in my body." I mean, I, part of me would think that I would just start eating. Well, that's true. You know, I would just be like like just listening to the person go on and on and on, but like just start eating. I I, I can't imagine that I would just I would not eat, especially because I get really cranky like very quickly if I don't eat on time. I'm I'm talking about any meal, you know. I yeah. think the the term that the that the kids online are using is hangry. Oh, I get hangry all the is time. This, is this <laughs> The kids are saying this. <laughs> yeah. No, no kids are saying this, but I say it and I get I get hangry. I get just furious uh if if I don't have a meal on time. So I think I would just sit and start eating. No, I mean I would I would do that as well. I'm I'm mostly thinking about the disconnection of the conversation. And how that would go down. That's why I answered it the way that. Yeah, you could always uh, just punch the person right in the face. That's, that's, that's what I'm thinking. Option. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Next question is from at CD Carter 69. No question, but I lost three by three points because of Dak's Hail Mary interception and Coleman being benched in overtime. My wife asked me to stop sobbing in the shower this morning. Apparently, she says screaming the process repeatedly wakes up the children. Then he says, anyway, what's your morning routine? We don't have to go through our morning routine, but I thought it was a good, a good question. That's a good, that's a good one. Good job, 69. Uh, next question, at Deck 89 what's worse to get on you, glitter or sand? I helped my wife put up the Christmas decorations this week. What, what, what are you putting up Christmas decorations yeah. this week for? Come on. Come on, man. If you treasure Christmas, you will limit it's celebration. That's right. That is completely correct. And it resulted in glitter getting on everything. Okay. Well, you so, deserve it then. 
Yeah, I, I think that you that Joe deserves this for sure. That he deserves glitter all over his body in perpetuity. But what, what would you what if you guys see a, a glittery guy named Joe? You know who we're talking about. Uh, glitter or sand? To me, it's very obviously glitter is more annoying than sand. Yeah, a thousand percent. I mean, the sand. You know, you you spray yourself with a hose. You get in the shower, and it's all gone. The glitter is 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 there. It's just you know. Glitter doesn't come it, off. No, it do, it it doesn't really. I'm, I mean, you you have to hope it does eventually. But uh, yeah, no, it's glitter by a hundred miles here. You know what the worst thing in the world is? Are the people who give you cards with oh. glitter on them? I mean, you know, cards are just terrible. In the- <laughs> they are terrible. Cards are terrible. Can we? Can we? We need to have a conversation about greeting cards. Yeah, it, it discontinue the use of cards, greeting cards, wedding cards, congratulations cards, birthday cards. Just stop it. I don't want to go to CVS and spend four ninety nine <laughs> on a on a card that your that your kid is just going to throw away in 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 one second after after he opens it up and gets the money or what whatever it is. And I'm not blaming the kid. The card is dumb. Big is dumb, but big, I have to spend five dollars on it. Big greeting card has completely brainwashed all of us, and we will never accept Hallmark as a sponsor of this show. Never, never. never. But, but but Hallmark, if you want to talk, I am open to <laughs> you know a conversation, especially since uh, our our favorite uh, celebrity Tom Everett Scott was on a Hallmark Hallmark Christmas movie. So yes, this next question is from at Diego twenty four FPS. What's the most old man way you've ever hurt yourself? I once strained all my shoulder and neck muscles while vigorously drying my hair after a shower. Yo, I've had something similar happen to me drying my hair out of the shower, so I feel you there. Really? You there. Yeah, just like going going a little too hard trying to get the water out and then just feeling a little shoulder pain afterwards. <laughs> I, I, I've been there. I've been there. Why? Why are you? I mean, you know, take it easy. You know, the the, the water will come off eventually. I, I don't know. I just I I don't like having too much water on my head after a shower. Obviously. Uh, so here here's mine. Here's mine. This happened about uh, two months ago in softball, right? So I I hit a single to right field because that's that's I only hit to the opposite field. I think you remember they put the shift on me. <laughs> that's right. Okay, they put the shift on a righty to to right field. Um, and anyway, I, I so I hit a little blooper. I I get I round first, but the guy in right field decides to throw the ball to first base, and someone screams at me, heads up. And so I turn so quickly to just see where the ball is while I'm getting back to first, and I feel something in my neck crack, like, and I seriously thought that I had like had like broken like a like a bone, in, in you know like a, like a spinal like a part of my spine or something. It hurt so bad I could barely move. I didn't I didn't show it like I had to be a tough yeah, yeah. guy, IT and everything. <laughs> right. But 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 just that little. Uh, you know, just that little look to my left over my left shoulder just to see where the ball was. Um, almost like put, I thought it was going to put me in the hospital. That's the oldest I've ever felt in my life. Wow. Wow. That's crazy. This next question is from at Eddie underscore straight. Which host's TV take is worse? Host meaning me or you? Denny being anti-breaking bad or JJ being pro-Robert California? So, let me let me preface this on <laughs> on on my mailbag show this past week. Uh, the haters were were hating on the air horn on the late round podcast, and so I changed the intro on the mailbag episode to to replace the air horns with a rooster crow. 
yeah. to, to show them how important and vital the air horns are to the intro and that it could indeed be worse. And then I made reference saying that my podcast intro needs air horns like The Office needs Steve Carell. And then I said, although I don't think Robert California is nearly as overrated as, or as bad as people think. Okay, so I know I, you've, you've said positive things about, about Robert look, 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 here, here's the thing. Carell Office was peak television. It's, it's like the, the greatest show of all time, right? It's pretty, uh, it's pretty. It's pretty close. I mean, I, I've watched every season like 10 times, so I can't disagree. Yeah, right. I mean, everyone's seen The Office many, many times. But the the Robert California seasons are are only a disappointment because of the the comparison to what was going on with Steve when Steve Carell was active. I'll tell you, yeah, and and I agree that that's that's actually a fair take. And and although I hate fair fair takes, I, I will give you that. Here's the the worst part of The Office probably was Will Ferrell's three yeah. three episode arc. Yeah. That was absolutely the worst. That to me, his character was terrible. And I like Will Ferrell. And and I've been a Will Ferrell fan for, I don't know, my whole life. So it may it makes no sense that I didn't like it. But the the chemistry that he had with that show, his character, the writing, whatever it was, uh, I was really, really like beside myself with anger at how how badly that worked out. That's way worse than Robert California. Yeah, exactly. I totally agree. D'Angelo Vickers was the worst character on that show. Period. God, yes. Period. Not even, not even close. There's no one even close to me. Robert California. There were lines and there were storylines, and his character, like, it, it wasn't a bad character. If we didn't have Steve Carell. And the way that he managed that office and his character and all of that and the way that he played that character. If we didn't have that, we would look at Robert California and say, he's not that bad. But we look at Robert California and, he, and we say, he's freaking horrendous mm-hmm. because we're comparing what happened when Steve Carell was on the show. That's right. my take about Robert California. I have to say that I really like the Robert California Halloween episode. Yes. Yes, there are good episodes with Robert yeah. California, and when they when they go to his house, remember that? Oh episode? yeah, yeah, like, that's, that's it's, it's funny. Yeah, there's some funny moments with Robert California, and everyone's like, "No, no, it's not Steve Carell." Yeah, of course it's not Steve Carell. It's not Michael Scott. We understand. We get it, but you can still appreciate it. That's right. Next question, at W Carl Russell. I'm actually curious about this too because Denny, of all your sticks, th- this might be my favorite. Okay. This says, "Is the I'm in shtick ever going to come back?" Oh man, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it's my it's the header on my Twitter profile, uh, and it has been for like two years. So, <laughs> so it's always with us. Let's just say that the the ghost of I'm in is always with us. Uh, that is something I have not thought about. Dang, in so long, and I blame fantasy football because I started. I think I started the I'm in. You know, when we were not in season, so I had brain power to dedicate to other things. Sure. Um, like like terrible tweets or or you know what what a string of tweets or a thread of tweets that is now probably two hundred tweets long. You know, (laughs) which is it's amazing. I'm in thing. So yes, it will return, but when you least expect it. That's good. That's a good answer. Uh, Next question. This is from at Derek from Mano. He says. How do you describe tilting to a common non-woke person in the event someone isn't familiar? Like, hypothetically, 
when you tell your boss you're tilting in a meeting after you're given an aggressive deadline. <laughs> wow. I could mean, you, could you imagine if someone's saying, we're going to need this by the end of the week, and then you just respond, I'm, I'm tilting. I'm tilting, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You say, I'm stressed. Like, uh, yeah. like this, this hat, this is, this has made me, this has produced negative emotions in me and I'm not sure how to deal with it. You know, like that. Yeah. 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 I mean, look, tilting is tilting is when an event or something is not going, you're, you're running bad and you're tilting. And, and in this case, your, your project or whatever the deadline is, uh, came a little bit early and that's, that's, that's when you're running bad. And so you're tilting, but I, I actually, uh, would tell you guys to definitely use the phrase in the office place uh, because I, I think that, that it needs to catch on in the corporate world. That's right. Yeah. Uh, by the way, when I, I did a couple interviews with uh, professional poker players for my um, uh, How to Think Like a DFS winner book, and this, yeah. is, this is a shameless plug, by the way. Uh, and Which one is of, where tilting comes from, is from poker. That's right, right. So one of the uh, the pro poker players who's now a teacher uh, listed all the various kinds of poker tilt. Oh, nice. Like, but like listed them off like one after the other after the other. And I was just trying not to die laughing as he was saying it because it was like, it was like all like all sorts of like nicknames, you know, was it, was it, was it like Bubba from Forrest Gump from, from yeah. Forrest Gump, like talking about shrimp, the different kinds of shrimp. Yeah. Yeah. And one of them, I believe he said monkey tilt. And, <laughs> and I just remember being like, oh, excuse me? <laughs> what? What are we talking about right now? Monkey you know, tilt? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, I really, I didn't ask. I didn't, you know, and I should have. I should. That was as as a uh, as the uh, the interviewer. Uh, that was a major missed opportunity. But he did actually say the word monkey tilt. It's it's in, I believe it's in the book. Unbelievable. Uh, this next question is from at FF my dudes. Some playoff oriented streaming options would be great instead of just weekly streamers. Yeah. So we can get to that. Uh, I can, I, I actually talked about that on my mailbag show, the late round podcast mailbag show this past week. Uh, one streamer that will be out there defensively is the giants. They get uh, Washington and Miami in weeks 15 and 16. So they're, they're a team that you could target. And then Nick Foles, mm-hmm. uh, he gets Oakland and Atlanta in weeks 15 and 16. Yeah, we will talk more about that. Uh, I'm going to post some some of that hashtag content on the Patreon page this week. I actually talked about some good tight end streaming options on the latest podcast, which is available on the Patreon page. Yeah, sweet. Next question. At Future Stars NYC, what's gotten crazier? To me, there's a clear answer here. The Lamar Jackson hype, the Disney Plus hype, or the Popeye's chicken hype? So... Well, first off, the Lamar Jackson hype is completely warranted. Yeah, right. Exactly. So, so he, he, that, that's, that's not crazy. That's, that's, that should be happening. Yeah. I so, mean, the, the Disney, it's the Disney. You think it's the Disney over the Popeye's chicken hype? Well, I someone, mean, someone got stabbed to death. <laughs> someone died trying to get Popeye's chicken sandwich. Oh, it's so morbid. Oh my God. Yeah. It's a, it's a horrible, horrible thing. The, that that is the definition of crazy. 
You're right. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. No one's no one's dying over Disney Plus. No, but uh, my my family's gonna go broke if I have to keep paying for these streaming services. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. That's one thing. This is true. If you're not paying one hundred and sixty dollars a month on streaming services, what are you doing? Well, well yeah. What are you, are you a real American? You know, I mean, <laughs> it, I I listen. I cut the cord so I could spend twice as much on streaming. exactly that's why i did this but what what adam schefter tweeted today a stream the streaming service will change lives i i i would love to inquire about how this could change a life i mean that's that that's that's inching towards getting stabbed in a (laughs) pop that's what i mean yeah that's 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 getting there change lives you're watching movies you're watching you know many many bad and some good movies like what change i don't know crazy uh we're gonna end the show with a question from our buddy tom whalen at the rad carpet he says if you encounter a cop car while driving do you flash your brights to alert subsequent oncoming cars of the potential speed trap sub question in the next tweet so i'm going to go to the sub question now do you consider this practice ethically problematic what if your tip enables a potentially reckless driver or even worse criminal to avoid reproach I myself do usually flash to alert other drivers, but I've always considered it a little thorny ethically. Always, I, always phrased so eloquently from Tom. Also, yeah, yeah, that, that that's such a Waylon question. Yeah. Uh, and thanks for it. Actually, I've been thinking about this. First of all, you sound like Cheaty on um, the Bad Place. I don't know if you've watched that, JJ. I haven't. The Good Place. Sorry, I've watched. I've watched the first like eight episodes. I do actually know who I know. Cheaty. Yeah, yeah. I, I've watched like the first like eight episodes, but I haven't. I haven't really like gone in. People are all about that show, though. My wife's all about that show. I I, I like it fine. You know, it's fine. It's a show. Yeah. Um, yeah. So how do you uh, do you how do you feel about this? So do you do this? Um. No, I do not because I I am fairly certain it's illegal. Oh, it, it it definitely is. Yeah, I'm I'm fair. I I follow the law, Denny. I see it as the last act of solidarity. <laughs> I know where you're going. With that this. that stretches across income levels and across races, and it is the last thing that bridges all humans. Is the desire not to pay a ticket, and you know this is this is not a you know this is not a rallying point against police. Okay, that's necessarily okay. I guess it can be, but it's not necessarily that. It is just saying to your fellow driver, your fellow driver, whether it's a criminal escaping justice, you know, <laughs> yes, <laughs> whether it's a mom taking her kids back, you know, from uh, uh, from soccer practice, whether it's a dad. You know, driving driving home. You know, trying trying to see his kids. I'm I'm playing on gender norms and stereotypes. <laughs> you really are here. big time right now. Big time. I understand that. Okay, and I and I'm 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 going to be canceled after the show. But you want to? I want to say I want to tell the person, and, and I can't see them. I don't know who they are, but I want to say, hey, you know, slow down. You don't want to get a ticket. You know why I know that? Because I wouldn't want to get a ticket, and that's what unites us. No, look, all of these are are straight facts. Um, but I I'm of the belief that there are other ways that we can do this, Denny. No, no, this is the last way. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is the only way. I actually feel that same type of bond with other drivers when I'm driving in Pittsburgh. Uh, have you you know you know about the Pittsburgh left? No. Oh, so so in Pittsburgh, it's known 
that if you're at a red light and there are people, uh, you know, coming the opposite direction and there's a turning lane or someone turning left, when the when the light turns green, you let that person turn first instead of going straight. Really? And it's it's known throughout Pittsburgh. Everyone does the Pittsburgh left in Pittsburgh. I did not know that I would be such a jerk in Pittsburgh. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. So I, I try to do it. I, I've tried to bring it down here and people just honk their horns at me no. to, to go because no one no one actually goes and does anything. And I'm like, I'm like, no, no, go, go. And I should like I should like pull out a terrible towel out of my uh, <laughs> underneath my seat or something. Like, no, no, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh. You should throw a pierogi at them as they pass you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. No, but it's it's the Pittsburgh left. That, that same type of feeling. I that I, I get it. I get what you're talking about. When I was a kid, when I was like 17, uh, one of the first times I ever drove by myself, I saw a couple cars flash their high beams at me, and I thought that they were telling me that my lights, my one of my headlights had gone out or something. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I, I'm driving like an idiot because I'm 17, and I get but about 20 <laughs> seconds later, I get busted doing 64 and a 40. Wow. And first of all, my dad has never been as mad at me as he was in that at, at, when I when I got home that night. I'm talking about nuclear yeah. anger, and and rightfully so, rightfully so. I would have I would have launched my kid to the moon if, right. if, if right. he. But but so 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 when I think back to the that that moment, somebody was trying to be you know have solidarity with me. Hey hey kid hey kid right. slow down. Yeah. You're driving like an animal. Uh, uh, here, I'm going to flash my flashers. You're, you're going to slow down. You don't want to get a ticket. And I, and I didn't. So can I tell you a little secret? I've never gotten pulled over for speeding. That is insane. And it it has nothing to do with not. I mean, clearly I'm not like the, the only three miles an hour over the speed limit kind of driver. I, I'm very, I I try to be like hyper aware and my wife hates it because when we're, when we're driving on the highway, like on a road trip and I'm speeding, I will like slam on my brakes whenever I see anything. So, so that, that has prevented me then from getting pulled over, but it's at the, uh, it, it's at the expense of whoever's in the car with me has to deal with, you know, me slamming on my brakes. So from age 17 to, uh, I want to say 22, I probably got a dozen tickets. Are you, are, are you serious? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, it was bad. It was real bad. Like I, I got busted everywhere I went. So Melissa at the time lived twenty five miles away from me. Okay. And so I, and it was a wide open stretch of road that that you you got to eventually, and the, but this but the the limit was forty five. Yeah. And and you could easily do 60, 70 miles an hour right. without flinching. And I right. would always get busted. Also, I would leave her house late at night and I would I and and they would see a kid driving home at at one in the morning and you know and ask me pull me over, ask me about guns, drugs, alcohol, right. everything. I you know, at the time I I didn't even drink at the time and I'm right. like I'm right. like I'm like no, officer, oh my god, please just let me go. <laughs> Uh, so, so yeah, I would, I, but then, so I want to say 17 to 22 disaster, 22 to 36 today, not one ticket. So yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I think it's, it's not so crazy that I haven't gotten pulled over before. It's like, it's, it's a little crazy. Actually, my mom has never gotten pulled over. She's, she's, I'm not going to say her age on air. That's not, is she, is she she a robot? Yeah. Isn't that crazy? 
Maybe it's some sort of gene that was passed down. An ultra conservative driving gene. No, it's not. I'm not even like grandma driver. I'm. I'm and sorry to the grandmas out there, but <laughs> I, I really, I really am not that conservative. It's just that I'm. I try to be hyper aware whenever I'm. Whenever I'm yeah. driving. Good, good job alienating the uh, the four four thousand grandmas that listen to our, <laughs> our show. Stream. All right, we're way over, Denny. Why don't you let everyone know where they can find you? We are. We've we've given you too much content. You yes. can you could find me at CD Carter thirteen on Twitter, and my kicker column is up on the Patreon page. It is hilarious that we just arbitrarily stop this at an hour every week. Like we could realistically talk for thirteen hours, and and it would be actually we could my computer might explode. Don't tell the people this. Yeah, that's true. That's true. No, you, you have to pay for the next 12 hours. This is this is supposed to be between us. <laughs> there's there's going to be an alert that pops up and says, please insert coin. And then and then, then we will give you the rest oh, of the show. Oh, man, you're on to something. Oh, man. Right. We, uh, yeah, yeah. This is actually going to cost you, listeners. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Late Round QB. My other podcast, the Late Round Podcast, you guys can listen to. That's a lot different from this one. So you get kind of the best of both worlds. Uh, Denny, we have a tilt montage this week. We do. Sorry about the audio audio quality. It's not great, but it is it is it is a montage. So there you go. Thanks for listening, everyone. We will catch you next week. It's uh, four thirty-three PM in the Eastern time zone. And I am once again recording this tilt montage from my car. Actually it's from the minivan my wife's minivan, I guess my estranged wife's estranged minivan. And I'm doing so because, A, I could not possibly leave the LTS truthers without a tilt montage. I I did that two weeks ago. And while I thought it was over the top, you got your point across by protesting outside of my home for 72 hours after I did not present a tilt montage. I believe it was in week eight. And so I will never do that again because I, I just can't deal with the protesters anymore. But I'm recording the start of this montage at such a late hour because I'm coming back from a meetup with a long time Living the Stream listener and the person who runs the Kenny Darter Twitter account, Kenny Darter being at first round QB, a character that I made up on the podcast in 2013 and 2014, and then Kenny Darter became the first parody account of my account. And and since then, I have become, of course, the parody, but I met up with the person who runs that account today in Bethesda, Maryland, and we watched the one o'clock games together. And I'll just continue to refer to this person as the guy, the dude, Kenny Darter himself, because I'm not sure, and I forgot to ask, if he wants his name out there. So I'm going to be respectful of that and just not, not, not say his name. It was fun. We see eye to eye on many things, it turns out. Uh, he, is in, he is not, in fact, the inverse of me. Um, but he had a, a, a take that uh, sent me into a tilt death spiral, which is that the Office TV show um, is actually quite bad. And um, that's 
that's hurtful. It, it, that stings me on a deep level. Now, I know The Office through its eight or nine seasons was not the best throughout. Uh, but I will defend The Office until my dying breath. I don't know why I would need to do that, but uh, I guess I would if it, was, if it were necessary. It's about 5.18 p.m. in the Eastern Time Zone. And unless something changes in the quality of this voice recording... I understand and I know that it's quite terrible quality, uh, and I don't know why. I've I've adjusted my phone a few times. This is the way I always do it. I know it sounds like uh, like I'm I'm radioing you, you know, during World War II to tell you to to seek cover. Uh, you know, I, I I don't I don't know why, but I know I sound like shit, and I'm sorry. And I, and I apologize to the kids for saying shit. Shit. 5.22 p.m. in the Eastern Time Zone. I'm playing against J.J. Z. Zacharyson III in, in our Apex Raiders League. And, of course, you know, we are the two top teams by, by a good margin, pretty dominant rosters, really good stuff. And, of course, we're playing in the lowest scoring game in the entire league uh, this week. That's partly because of bye weeks, obviously. Um, but I want to—I just want to thank my good and lovely co-host for not playing Darius Slayton, who apparently did all the things today against the Jets. Two touchdowns, 119 yards on 10 catches. Um, thank the Lord Jesus, and apologies for getting religious, but thank him. Thank fantasy football playing Jesus. Thank thank analytics loving and trusting Jesus. Spreadsheet doing Jesus in his cute little glasses watching football via spreadsheets that J.J. did not put Darius Slayton into his lineup. Whew. Dodged a bullet there. I am, however, uh, tilting. I didn't get to see much of the 1 o'clock games. I mean, watch them closely because I was talking with my man, Kenny Darter, at the bar. But I did see that the, the Falcons took it to the Ghost of the Saints, the team formerly known as the Saints. And, you know, I figured, hey, Julio Jones had to do something, had to have something to do with that, right? 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 Only to realize when I got home and checked the box score that no, in fact, Julio Jones had nothing to do with Atlanta beating the, the Saints at home. Nothing. Nothing to do with him. Also, somehow Matt Ryan scored 15 fantasy points. Every time I looked up from the bar, he was throwing a touchdown, ended up with 15 fantasy points. I don't know how that works. I don't know how that works, but, but apparently... Apparently it does. Apparently that works out, where uh, every time I saw Matt Ryan, he was throwing a touchdown, throwing downfield, completing passes, uh, and he gets 15 fantasy points, fewer than Ryan Tannehill, who played like absolute horseshit. Again, apologies to the kids, but he played terribly, and he ended up with 18 fantasy points. I'm tilting. Thank you. 
you for listening to Live in the Stream. We hope you enjoyed the internet podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes now. It won't take long, it's fast. For more fantasy football.